Welcome to Brent's Broadcast. Big time headline of the day. College football playoff has been decided. The top four teams are in. It is final. The final selection show happened on Sunday. Of course, Alabama staying at number one, undefeated. They beat Georgia in the SEC championship. Clemson coming in at number two, still undefeated. Notre Dame staying at three. The big shakeup. Oklahoma moves into the four spot at 11 and one. Georgia gets the bump out of the top four after they fall to Alabama over the weekend. They finished the season at 11 and two. Last week, they replaced Michigan in the top four, and a lot of people saw this loss to Alabama coming. Ohio State comes in at number six. Uh, They likely weren't going to get in just because of the bad loss to Purdue. Uh, However, some people believe they should have. I do not. I think Georgia and Oklahoma were the two to decide from. I don't think either was a bad choice, but it brings up a very interesting topic because Georgia's, Georgia's second loss is to the best team in the country. So here are the arguments for either team that could justify Oklahoma and Georgia getting in. Uh, for, we'll start with Oklahoma. Uh, for first, for starters, they're 11-1. and one. They won the Big 12 championship against Texas. Coming back to beat Texas, the team that they lost to earlier in the season. So the one, so Georgia, excuse me, Oklahoma has beaten every team they've played this year. Even though they've lost to Texas, they played them twice. So they've played, they beat every team they've played this year. Um, so that's a great argument for Oklahoma. Another great argument for Oklahoma is their offense is one of the best in the country. They can put up big points. They can score over 50. Regularly in the 40s, Oklahoma has an electric offense, something the Big 12. We see a lot from Oklahoma and the teams of the Big 12. Their defense, that's another story, but nonetheless, they have a great offense. They're one of the only teams in the nation who can hang with Alabama offensively. They can put up enough points to potentially uh, give them a run for their money, maybe beat them. I doubt it, but those are the arguments for Oklahoma. Georgia, on the other hand, We've seen Georgia play Alabama a few times over the past few years, and they've always put up a fight. So their biggest argument is that Georgia is the best team in the country that we've seen put a fight up against Alabama who could actually have a potential to beat them. There's no other team that's put out games like Georgia has against Alabama that shows that they actually have a chance. Georgia has shown that, I mean, they led through the majority of the SEC championship until Alabama took the lead and didn't look back. Georgia led most of that game. They were beating Alabama early. They were looking good on offense and defense. So this is their biggest argument, is that if they were to get into the top four and have another Alabama-Georgia game come the bowl, bowl game time, come playoff time, they could put up the best fight, arguably, than any other team. Another argument for them. They might as well just be a one-loss team because their second loss did come from Alabama and it barely came from Alabama. Losing to the best team in the country is not a bad blemish on your record. And the fact that they nearly almost won that game says a lot about their team. Now, the biggest downside to Georgia is that since they did just lose to Alabama, where are you going to put them in the playoff? If you put them in at number four, then that means they're going to play Alabama again. And we're going to see the same game that we just saw last weekend. And I don't think the college football playoff committee wants to schedule a rematch so soon. I assume that this is something that they thought about. On the other hand, people are looking at it. Why should Alabama have to go and beat Georgia again after they already beat them? Because then if they lose to Georgia in the playoff, then does it look bad for the playoff committee? I think that's kind of a lousy argument. If you can beat them once, just beat them again, right? But essentially... 
it's tough to argue that you should put Georgia at four to play Alabama again when they just lost to them, even though it was close. Now, it would be different if you had the ability to move Georgia up to number three, but they're not going to eclipse Notre Dame or Clemson just because neither of those teams lost this weekend. And so uh, they have no reason to change that order. So nonetheless, we will have Alabama against Oklahoma, Clemson against Notre Dame. There's a great chance that we'll see Alabama Clemson in the college football championship again this year. We shall see come the holidays. Big time surprise of this weekend. Mike McCarthy fired by the Packers after this weekend. They lost yet another game to Arizona in December at Lambeau Field. The GM described that loss as unacceptable for Mike McCarthy and the coach who's been there for 13 years the only coach Aaron Rodgers has had since he's been in the NFL has been fired by one of the most storied franchises in the NFL the Green Bay Packers they'll now be on the search for a replacement an early search similar to the Browns they can get a head start this season looking for your coach of the future and this is a very interesting story just because The Packers really just haven't lived up to any of the expectations. It really, all their expectations come from their quarterback. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback, arguably uh, the best in the league, for sure at the top ranks up there with Tom Brady and the rest of those guys, Drew Brees for sure. So when you see the success that Tom Brady and Drew Brees have with their coaches, the fact that Aaron Rodgers has only won one Super Bowl and gotten to one Super Bowl, um, is a disappointment for for that organization, but mainly it's a disappointment because there's no reason they shouldn't be making the playoffs on a, a pretty regular basis like the rest of these Hall of Fame quarterbacks we're talking about. Now, the Bears look great this year. The Vikings are above average, but there's really no excuse that Green Bay shouldn't be competing for the NFC North title, and this year they are not. Now, Green Bay hasn't done a great job at getting free agents. A lot of free agents don't tend to come to Wisconsin for whatever reason. Uh, It's kind of small. It's cold. Uh, You would think that people would want to play with Aaron Rodgers, but it is what it is. There are stories about how he's arrogant. He doesn't get along with his family, his brothers, so maybe that plays a part in it. Nonetheless, Green Bay has moved on from Mike McCarthy, Super Bowl winning coach. Been there for 13 years. That's a big surprise. Even though a lot of people expected it because of their disappointment, it is a surprise just because that organization doesn't do this very often. And he's been there for so long, and he's won a Super Bowl with Aaron. But it sounds like those two just aren't on the same page anymore with Aaron and McCarthy, and including the organization. It sounds like all three just aren't on the same page. They're underperforming this year, and they needed a shift in that locker room for sure. So be on the lookout to see who Green Bay hires next. They say Joe Philbin will be the interim head coach in Green Bay, so they're going to give him a look for sure. But we'll see what happens as the year develops. Everybody's looking for that new, young, offensive-minded coach like a Sean McVay in L.A., like a Matt Nagy in Chicago that can really change a team. But it's different because those coaches came in with young quarterbacks, Trubisky and Goff, and were able to uplift them. It'll be interesting because Aaron Rodgers is such a veteran. He'll be turning 34. And it'll be interesting to see, do you choose a young coach to to coach a veteran quarterback like him? I'm not so sure that's the recipe. So we'll see where Green Bay goes uh, in the future. Big time disappointment. What a shame this is. Kareem Hunt was shown on video fighting and kicking a woman in a hallway. Uh, really looked very similar to the release when Ray Rice got caught. Now, he didn't knock anybody out by any means. 
But Kareem Hunt was seen fighting women in in this in this video. It was released by TMZ over the weekend, and he was immediately put on the commissioner's exempt list, meaning that he's not allowed to play for his team, not allowed to practice for any team, do anything football related as a means to any NFL organization. He would just have to just be there. He can't do anything. Um, we thought he was still going to be in the Chiefs, but it then came out news broke that the that the Chiefs released. Pro Bowl running back Kareem Hunt after that video came out. This is just such a disappointment. I can't even stress it enough. And the main reason is because he had such promise in the NFL. And it's not to say that he won't get another chance. We've seen just uh, on our last podcast, we talked about how the Redskins are, are picking up Reuben Foster off waivers. And he was caught for domestic violence. So it's it's not to say that he won't get another chance in the NFL. But it's just such a shame because because the Chiefs are a, a first place NFL team right now. They had a they have a great passing game, a young quarterback in Patrick Mahomes who looks like he's just on the way to being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And Kareem Hunt last year broke out as one of the best running backs in the NFL, and they just had such a great tandem there with Mahomes and Hunt along with Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, and. Uh, Kelsey and um, it's just a shame that they have to lose such a great running back in that because he's just being an idiot really and not knowing how to behave he can't control his emotions uh, around these women now we don't know what happened but none of it is an excuse to get physical uh, in that manner so it's just such a shame that Kareem Hunt had to do this and had to get released by the Chiefs the Chiefs said they I give I give props to the Chiefs for being willing to part ways with such a promising back. They said we believe in Spencer Ware and Patrick Mahomes came out himself as a young quarterback saying we don't act like this. Uh, they it's unacceptable by that organization and that's great to see that they have a a no tolerance policy for something like that. The reason it's a big time disappointment is not because they released him. The reason it's a big-time disappointment is because he's such a promising running back who may have just ruined his career. We see Ray Rice never made it back. We see a lot of stories uh, where people get in trouble like this and they just aren't the same. Who's to say he won't get another chance? But he really just screwed up his career by doing this. Such a young, promising back on a young, great team who has Super Bowl aspirations this year. What a shame that they lose him. And what a shame that he has now not even been picked up off waivers uh, over the legal period. He's a free agent. Nobody's claimed him. Nobody's picked him up thus far. He's likely not playing football the rest of this season. We'll see what happens next season. That's the big-time disappointment. Such a shame. Kareem Hunt, I, I really don't know what to say to you, but you may have just ruined your NFL career at such a young age, and that's a shame. And you should, you honestly should feel terrible. Uh, he did apologize, but there's just no excuse for, for what he's done. So that's the big time disappointment for today. As always, thank you for tuning in to Brent's broadcast. We'll see you on Wednesday with more big headlines, surprises, and disappointments around the world of sports.